studio welcome we're going to talk today about the changing face of Chicago and those who are changing it have you ever heard of the Burnham plan well that was a plan in 1909 developed by Daniel Burnham and Edward Bennett and it was a blueprint for the city of Chicago it included the parks the lakefront uh, railroads civic buildings that give us our beautiful skyline today well Today, we're going to talk to Dr. Byron Brazier, and we're going to talk to Bob Dunn, and we're going to talk to Karen Wilson, because they've got some developments that, too, are going to change the face of Chicago. So you're going to meet the man with the plan for One Central, and you're going to meet the minister with the plan for the Woodline Organization. Don't go away, because we want to tell you how Chicago is about to change. It's Chicago's future, and it means something to you. Cozy conversations, drop the knowledge that's for real. Today, we have got a wonderful conversation about the changing face of Chicago. We've got Bob Dunn, who has a wonderful project called One Central, Dr. Byron Brazier, and he's not from the church today. He is with the development, and we've got Karen Wilson from Chicago Urban League. Thank you for being with us, all of you. So let's talk about the change in face of Chicago. Bob, you got the biggest project, One Central, around Soldiers Field, 35 acres. Tell us about One Central. What is it and what does your project, what does the development look like? Well, One Central is, uh, it is a large project, uh, really by any standard, in Chicago, around the country and around the world. At its core, it's really a civic project first. What I mean by that is, uh, a, it creates a major transit hub for the Chicago region, generating almost 300,000 new boardings a day that reaches the entire metro area. Uh, for instance, 100,000 residents on the south side gain access to a job in a 30-minute commute. The future of our cities is dependent on transit. And so at the core, One Central is a transit project. Secondly, uh, it's an opportunity to really unify the whole civic and cultural district. Uh, you know, the core of our cities are defined by the civic assets that make great cities all over the world. Chicago is, I would argue, really second to none in that respect. But what Chicago is lacking is that experience that ties it all together, be it transit, the type of amenities that really drive tourism, increased spending, and really complete the guest experience. And that's where our cities are going. And One Central is really the missing link, if you will. So it's a futuristic program. Very much so. Okay. And the, and the third point that I would make in terms of the civic importance of One Central is it's an opportunity to drive transformative impact to the parts of the city that need it the most. So it will have a positive impact on a neighborhood like Inglewood, Absolutely. Like West Garfield, like Lawndale, like South Shore. Absolutely. At How its core, you know, as I said, transit is what opens up the opportunity 
to give access to those residents in those neighborhoods to get to jobs more conveniently. And what's going to be built? So it's 35 acres, but you're going to build also. That's right. Tell me about the building and what's going to, what's going to be there. So the first phase we call the civic build. That's about a, almost a $4 billion civic asset, which includes the transit, the infrastructure, the amenities. And then over time, there will be a vertical phase of development that will include office, residential, retail dining, entertainment, hospitality, health care, uh, much like other major developments in Chicago over the years. Uh, it'll bring together all of those uses and with that generate nearly 70,000 permanent jobs on site uh, as that development unfolds. Dr. Brazier, you too have a, uh, a, a project in the Woodlawn uh, community and you are really continuing. This has been a life's work for your father and you are building on his legacy, of course, from housing. Dr. Arthur Brazier, Bishop Arthur Brazier, tell me about the Woodlawn Project. Well, the Woodlawn Project is a catalyst project based on the Woodlawn 2060 plan that the Network of Woodlawn have put together, uh, which is the organization that I chair. And uh, I reached out to my son who does development and uh, we formulated this plan. That has actually, uh, the city and the plan commission have accepted the 2060 plan that we have as a plan for, for Woodlawn. Uh, but during the pandemic, we, uh, we looked at how do we catalyze this and catalyze it on the properties of the church. Uh, and so we really looked to redesign the, the, all the properties and residential and all the things that make up community. And we call it Woodlawn Central, very similar to One Central, because it was the, the metro used to be called Illinois Central or the IC, and they, they had their headquarters building on 63rd and Dorchester. So we called it Woodlawn Central, uh, and its design really is a neighborhood, a two square mile neighborhood impact that deals with residential, education, uh, safety, uh, uh, as well as, as how you bring in uh, the economic development and um, uh, social elements. How do you do the culture how do you present culture into the community? So there's going to be a great promenade. There's going to be four large um, uh, buildings on the on 63rd. Uh, it'll have parking podiums, so so we keep so 63rd Street doesn't look like 53rd Street, uh, and you can't <laughs> get through there. Keep traffic moving. Keep up. traffic moving. But there'll be a great promenade that will be there, very similar, uh, larger than the Rodeo Drive promenade. Larger. Larger. It'll go up. Uh, but uh, from a cultural standpoint, the names of our ancestors will be going on the steps. Oh, wow. Uh, and there'll be, a, there'll be a hotel, there'll be a business center. Uh, we're looking at, uh, from catalyzing all of the things in the neighborhood, we're looking at a vertical farming uh, as a prospect. We're looking at a fine arts center. We're also investing in a senior facility. Mm, terrific. Now, Karen, you are uh, at the Chicago Urban League, and you hear these marvelous plans. Oh, and you have been the mayor of Gary, Indiana, and a judge, and a graduate of Harvard. Okay, and you've studied city planning. How does this impact the entire city of Chicago? Well, it's one thing to have great plans, and both of these projects are incredible. I'm excited about them. 
But where the Chicago Urban League comes in and, and similarly situated organizations is that when Bob talks about 70,000 jobs, when Dr. Brazier talks about the jobs that will be created by Woodlawn Central, the Urban League has to bring that work to life. We have to do it by providing the training. We have to do it by providing the small businesses who will work on these projects uh, by providing the businesses. And they don't always have to be small businesses, but sometimes when you have a $4 billion project, when you have a multi-million dollar project, you have to ensure that people who are accustomed to working on smaller projects have the skills, have the information, have the capital, have the insurance, have the bonding, have everything that's necessary so they scale to up. Build, mm -hmm. bid on those projects and scale up using your time. And on that note, we'll be right back. We're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back to talk about the changing face of Chicago. How dependable is your power? As dependable as 2 a.m. wake-up calls. Grandpa showing up an hour early. And perfect timing. Because you can count on ComEd to keep the lights on and keep you informed. So your electric service is as dependable as sleepless nights. In all of Chicago, there's no place like Wicked. Don't miss your chance to defy gravity at the Needle Lander Theater from September 28th through December 4th. NBC Nightly News calls it the most successful Broadway show ever. Visit broadwayinchicago.com to get wicked. Our goal is to see you become effective leaders. To support your passions. And help your community. So whether you're pursuing an undergraduate degree or transferring from another school, our goal, our goal, our goal is, is to see you accomplish yours. Cozy conversations, dropping knowledge that's for real. So, Bob, you have created, I call it the new affirmative action, called Equity Works. Right. Explain Equity Works to me. So, Equity Works is a partnership with the Urban League, uh, the BLC, and the Illinois Hispanic Chamber, as well as other community organizations. And really what we've learned, seeing how these big projects have evolved over the years in major cities, there's more that can be done from an economic development, a community development standpoint. And so working with the Urban League and others, we've created a program that really addresses the shortcomings of where a lot of these affirmative action-like programs have gone in the past. So for instance, Karen touched on one of the pillars of Equity Works, what we think of as community development, removing the barriers to entry that emerging companies and individuals face when a big project like this comes forward. What does that mean? Things like providing the insurance, mm -hmm. the bonding, the working capital, 
the technical support for a young company in the construction trades or more importantly in the operations phase. During construction we create 19,000 jobs. During operations as the vertical development comes online, that's where we create the 70,000 jobs. So it's taking away the barriers that limit opportunities on big projects like this. The second part is training and education. Oftentimes these big initiatives are underway well, you can't bring someone through the building trades in time to then be a part of that opportunity. So through the training and education program, what we focused on is how can we communicate with 10,000 or more residents on the south and west side every year and help them gain an understanding of the job opportunities that are coming at a point in time when they can get the training and education that they need to take advantage of those career opportunities. And the third pillar is community reinvestment. One of the things that we're most excited about with Equity Works is we're channeling a significant amount of our investment, upwards of $400 million of our own equity. $400 million? $400 million of equity that will drive to investment in the community. Now that's not a program that we as the developer are administering. That's a program that we administer in partnership with the Urban League BLC in the Illinois Hispanic Chamber. So it's, it demonstrates the commitment that we've made to make real investment in the community. It'll be community-based. Correct. How long is this project going to take? What's the duration of it? What's the horizon? So we hope to be moving on the project in 2023. The Civic Build is about a three and a half year construction project. The Vertical will start to come online as the Civic Build is unfolding. The Vertical Development is a 10 to 15 year project. So you know, beginning to end, like any major project like this, you don't build this in a day. You live through multiple economic cycles. You know, we haven't had pandemics to contend with in our lifetime, but you have to look at this as a true long-term investment in the community. But the advantage with that is it creates a generation of opportunity for residents of the South and West Side. So you are near Soldiers Field. It's in the Soldiers Field area, right? We're 200 feet away. You're right there, okay. Right. Does it matter? whether the Bears leave or stay? Well, I've done, I've done a lot of sports development in my career. In the National Football League, we built the other three stadiums in the North Division, uh, Green Bay, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Ford Field in Detroit, MetLife Stadium in New York, number of others. Do we need the Bears here in order for the project to go? Or if the Bears move to Arlington Heights, is the pro does it affect the project negatively? I wouldn't say it affects the project negatively. Okay. I, I mean, I'm a football fan. I'm a, I'm a big believer in what, in what sports do for a city. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think Soldier Field has a great future, no matter who the tenants are there. We've done a lot of work with the city, and I think we've proven that now. Certainly, I would argue, you know, you've got to do everything you can do to keep the Bears in Chicago, but the Bears have to make a decision that supports the future of the franchise, and, and they'll do that. But... Would I like to see the Bears stay at Soldier Field? Certainly. I mean, we think it's a great uh, compatible use and a great civic asset. If the Bears choose to go to Arlington Heights, I still believe Soldier Field has a great future. So it doesn't affect the project? No. Okay. We're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back to talk about the changing face of Chicago. Cozy conversations, drop the knowledge that's for real. Studio. How dependable is your power? As dependable as 2 a.m. wake-up calls. Grandpa showing up an hour early. 
and perfect timing. Because you can count on ComEd to keep the lights on and keep you informed. So your electric service is as dependable as sleepless nights. In all of Chicago, there's no place like Wicked. Don't miss your chance to defy gravity at the Needlelander Theater from September 28th through December 4th. NBC Nightly News calls it the most successful Broadway show ever. Visit broadwayinchicago.com to get wicked. Our goal is to see you become effective leaders. To support your passions. And help your community. So whether you're pursuing an undergraduate degree or transferring from another school, our goal, our goal, our goal is to see you accomplish yours. Cozy conversations, dropping knowledge that's for real. Welcome back to Indigo Studio, and we're talking about some developments that are going to change our city. There is the changing face of Chicago. Now, here's a question for you, all of you. So we go Soldiers Field South. There's a development for where the old Michael Reese building was. We come south and we go to the new Obama Library Center. And then we go to the Woodlawn uh, development. Yes. All right. Our city has then changed. What's the real impact? Social impact, cultural impact, economic impact, job impact, tax impact. What is the impact? Because that will change our city. What's the impacts of that? The all of the developments, because you go straight down sure. Lakeshore Drive. We come over uh, 55th Street. We come over to Barack's library, and then we go just blocks away, Dr. Brazier, to Woodland. We have changed the south side of Chicago. What are those impacts? This really gets to the opportunity to change the racial wealth gap. That's why it's so important to be intentional about that. So the impact is on the surface, you see the city looks different. You have the beauty of all of these developments. You have the bustle. You have the excitement that comes with it. Traffic. The, the traffic. But what it means to everyday people is dependent on us making sure that in every stage of these developments, you keep those people, you keep our people in mind. That's my job. So, Dr. Brazier, with uh, the Woodlawn Project. How long, what's your time horizon, and what's the, what's the dollar? How much money do you really need for the building? Well, right now, uh, let, me, let me kind of address your first question. Okay. And that is that from a community standpoint, you really begin to make Chicago a metroplex where the wealth is not just on the north side. Sure. Because now every community it's not just isolated. Mm -hmm. It's not just in downtown. You moved south to the Obama Center, to Woodlawn, and you begin to impact communities. And now communities now have 
and inspiration that says we can do this, that motivation becomes generational. So what we're doing now is, is a generational move. It's not for us, it's for our children and our children's children. It's for them to prosper. Uh, uh, the, the Woodlawn Project is uh, somewhere around $800 million to complete. Uh, and um, we are pretty much on the same timeline uh, as uh, One Central when you're taking a look at pre-development being beginning in 23 and actually going into the ground in 24 and 25. And we'll, we'll start with the parking lot and the senior facility. Uh, and then we'll begin to move to the other ones uh, uh, as, uh, as, as development and, and dollars make themselves available. Because it's, it, it is such a diverse, you have a hotel, the hotel development is gonna be different than the senior development. So you're really gonna to have to really begin to coordinate that and, the one, and, and that is what we're really looking to do. It will impact not just Woodlawn, it may be called Woodlawn Central, but it will cross uh, over from Woodlawn all the way to State Street, all the way into Inglewood, because the dynamics of development, it's not just everybody comes to Woodlawn, the dynamics of, of development, especially as you take a look at what do I do that impacts education so communities have to have education plans. Then you have to have safety plans. It's not, it's not in the building. It is in how you consolidate all of the elements that make up community. It's in the exterior. If, if, you have, if you have strong education and strong economic development, you will tend to have low safety needs and low human service needs. So the, the long term, these projects will probably cut down crime in the city. Oh, absolutely. It will increase economic in the city, not economic development, but I'm talking about job economics. Dr. Brazier, you have a concept called long-standing cultural relevancy. Explain that to me. The, uh, every community has its culture. High Park has a different culture. Kenwood has a culture. Bronzeville has a culture. Woodlawn has a culture. And every community uh, uh, is connected one way or another by some relevant cultural activity. Well, when you build a development, you build it around who you are. Uh, and so um, I was born in this midsection of, of Chicago near, near the lake. And so from, from Michael Reese all the way to, to South Shore to 95th Street, right, becomes a cultural hub, right? But if you lived in, uh, on the west side, you're going from uh, uh, the old uh, Bull Stadium uh, going, going west that has a cultural element all through the, you know, when you talk about Dr. King moving to the west side, you talk about all these different things. We, there are dynamics that take place that we build on because those are the things that make us, that inspire us, that we inspire our young people. Uh, uh, and so it, it's not just you have a job, but you are inspired to succeed. And it's not just a job, it's a career. It's not just it's a, a job. It's a career path. It, it is who you're going to become. Uh, that's why we have to invest in our children and children's children, right? Because that investment, no matter what it is, they, they could start somewhere, but they may end up some, someplace completely different. I never thought I would be a pastor. It, it was, it was, I didn't either. It just wasn't in my cards. But, but, but if you are inspired, if you're moving, the, you know, you have capabilities 
that can be used uh, any number of places. But the first thing is, do you have that spirit that's inside you that actually allows you to be inspired? There's some, they're going to be successful no matter what, they, no matter what environment they come out of. Uh, uh, and then there are others who, you know, they're looking around and saying, is, is, is the gang life my life or is this my life? And we have to make sure that we inspire everyone to achieve to their maximum. But Dr. Brazier, you have been magnificent in that you have taken that business experience that you had with the community experience that your father gave you uh, with the church and with the development. It is such a perfect blend. It, it, it has been a journey. It's been a perfect plan. So, Bob, here's a, um, a question for you. You've got 19,000 uh, construction jobs. You project 78,000 new jobs and 68,000 permanent jobs. Okay, that's your projection. That's your plan. How do we prevent people from outside of our city coming into our city for these jobs? And once again, we miss those on the west side or we miss those on the south side. How do we ensure that those are Chicago jobs? Or is the goal Chicago jobs and then to open it up for, to make to have be attractive for others to come? Well, we've spent you know, a considerable amount of time as we've developed the Equity Works program talking about this specific issue. How do we make this resident-based? Mm -hmm. And it, it comes back to the fundamentals that we talked about on Equity Works. We have to remove the barriers to entry so that the residents that reside south and west of One Central and Woodlawn through those neighborhoods, they have the ability to gain access to the jobs that are going to be created, whether it's at One Central, Michael Reese, Woodlawn, further south. So it starts there. Then we have to create an alignment for those, those residents to get the jobs and to get the training and education. It's just fundamental to making opportunity real for those that reside on the south side. So we know we'll create the job impact, but we've got to create the alignment for the residents. I mean, if we're going to have measurable impact to people, it's great to talk in big numbers. You know, the Civic builds four billion. The vertical build is ten billion or more. Woodlawn is a billion dollars nearly. It's great to talk at that scale because the problems that we can identify are massive. The solutions have to be bigger. But it doesn't mean anything if we can't ground, you know, bring these opportunities home to people that reside in the neighborhoods. And ultimately, the measurable that we want to drive toward is. How do we grow household income? How do if we we're make address, it real? If we're going to address crime, mm -hmm. if we're going to address health statistics, if we're going to improve transportation, if we're going to do the things that really build community, it begins with giving people access to a career in a way that they can build wealth and attain increasing household income. Those statistics are daunting today. But if the impact is going to be felt, it's bringing equity and income to the people that reside south and west. This has been a fabulous discussion on the changing face of Chicago because that's what this is. This is very akin to the Burnham plan from 1909 and how they had a city plan by the city fathers that said we're going to change Chicago. So this is a contemporary continuation actually of the Burnham Plan. I thank you so very much for being with us, Mr. Bob Dunn. Thank you. Mr. Ke Ms. Karen Wilson, and my good friend, I used to 
we, we grew up together, Karen. That's we, what he told, told you me. some stories Absolutely. before. We didn't tell you all yeah. of them, but we'll, 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 that's, a, that's, a, that's a lunch conversation. <laughs> and my dear Dr. Byron Frazier, thank you. Thank you very much. Because this is um, the changing face of Chicago. Thank you very much for watching Indigo Studio. I'm Hermine Hartman. Educate and inform Cozy conversations Dropping knowledge that's for real Indigo Studio Always in the know With Hermine